Welcome professional wrestling fans to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for the fans. And we appreciate you joining for episode 44. And we are back after taking the week off. And there's a lot to discuss today. I'm your host, the old school wrestling fan, collector, barber, musician, Star Wars fan. I got too many hobbies. Talk wrestling, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of Pro Wrestling Podcast and Funko Pop Collector and also a big Star Wars fan. I'll add that in here today. Uh, Andy. Wait a minute. Hang on. Where is the no-selling indie wrestling fan and football lover Jeremy? Because he's not here. Well, it is Jeremy's birthday weekend, and he is out enjoying the birthday weekend. And we love Jeremy very much and hope he's having a great time. And he will be joining us back next week for episode 45, which is going to be our SummerSlam episode. And uh, Jeremy is the MVP of the podcast. He is the one who does all the editing, makes sure that we sound decent and cut stuff out so we don't sound like idiots. So, Jeremy, we love you, man. It's weird not having you here, even though Andy and I are brothers. You are such an important part of the show, and we can't wait to have you back next week. Well, anyway, this week we're going to be talking about Vince fucking McMahon retiring. I can't believe I'm even saying that. In a real sentence, Triple H is now the head of creative and head of talent relations. AEW's barbed wire everywhere match, Ugh. the Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor pay per view, and more. Uh, but before we start, if you want to go to our YouTube channel, give us a uh, subs- uh, please like and subscribe. It would mean a lot. All of our old episodes are on there. Lots of video episodes. Hoping to do some more, just like vlogging video content soon. And uh, if you want to follow us on social media, it's at the PW fan. You can find us on uh, most of your social media sites. T-shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com backslash the PW fan to get your pocket logo shirt. Hopefully getting some new designs this year. And uh, so that takes care of all that stuff. Andy, I'm going to pass it over to you, man. And let's get into our weekly show. We got a lot to talk about. Alrighty, um, yeah, we do have a lot to talk about, um, and like Tim said, next week is going to be our uh, SummerSlam episode, so um, we'll we'll get into that then. There are a couple of matches that were announced for it this week, so we'll talk about that. But yeah, before we get into the actual shows of the week, let's talk about the biggest one in the wrestling community: Vince McMahon has I, I retired. Can't, I can't believe this, man. I can't believe it, Andy. Now, I mean, I would assume that it it was all basically caused by these allegations that are going against him. Would you agree? Yeah, and I saw some updated stuff that at this point there's about $14 million that's been unaccounted for at this point. That uh, to, to keep it simple, this is money that should have been... Uh, it's money missing, essentially. So we did use money company that, money. Yeah, it's not looking good. The amounts keep the amount has gone up and up and up. Uh, there is tons of actual it went from three to twelve to fourteen now to fourteen. Yeah, and I don't know what the this extra two million is coming from because last time we talked about it, it was twelve. I haven't looked deep enough into it. I just saw before we started recording tonight some breaking news that. Yeah, it's looking like um, WWE is going to have to do some damage control with their investors. Uh, 
and kind of figure out what's going on from here. This is a big deal. I mean, pretty much the only thing that was ever going to get Vince McMahon to give up control of his company is if something like this happened or he, you know, passed away. Because I don't see other another. I figured he'd keep working till he died. <laughs> well, that's what everybody thought. I mean, everybody yeah. thought that there's no way this would happen, but he, man, he must have been, he must have started making some questionable decisions around 2006. That's what it's looking like on record. And since then, it's, uh, yeah, it's finally caught up with him. So he is retiring. And that means that uh, Stephanie McMahon and, uh, What's the other Khan's name? I'm sorry. Uh, Nick Khan. Nick Khan, not Tony Khan, to be confused with AEW owner. So Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan will be the uh, CEO, right? I believe so. Um, Now, Vince still holds the majority when it comes to shares. Even though he's retired, when it comes to the company, he still holds the majority of shares and voting power. That's not hasn't gone away. There's going to be some interesting things happening because I'm not like a stocks guy at all. I'd be lying if I said I really knew anything even of the basic level. I don't know. All I know is people have money wrapped up into this thing, right? Someone's going to have to answer for the money that's gone missing. And I don't know if something like that would even veto like outweigh and veto Vince's voting and stock power. You know, it's like, if it's such a big mess up, like I don't know the legalities of that. So, uh, I I'm like anybody else going to watch this unfold and see what happens. Um, again, well, let's talk about because, Oh, okay. Go on. Sorry. No, I just wanted to say like, again, I think we should reiterate not that we condone, his behavior because he was in a position of power and influence and you know what happened behind closed doors not all the facts are out there yet so we'll wait but the the thing is i think the real reason he's really stepping down is not the allegations it's because of the money that he used to pay the people it's not like it was if it was his money from his personal bank account it's like, okay, you're kind of a scummy dude, but like, you know, it's like, okay, whatever, you know, but he's using money. That's how it came out was because someone was looking into the financials. It wasn't because right. anyone talked. It was because right. the, the financials were. Because, so but I if think he had every... used his own money, it probably would never come out. But the the rhetoric and the stuff that I'm seeing online, again, I just want to say that like, I'm not saying that like his behavior and influence was okay or whatever. Because I know someone's going to mishear me. But what I'm saying is he didn't get in trouble initially because of his behavior. Like you're saying, Andy, he got in trouble because of its money. It it has to do with something was off in the books. It's a publicly traded company, which is a big deal. They got investors and tons of investors. People have a lot of money wrapped up in this. And if money is missing or going somewhere... And they narrow it down to this. I just think people assume that this is like a uh, Me Too, I'm canceled movement. And I think it's like kind of that. Like everybody's being like, oh, that's not good. But I think it's more 
he he fucked up so bad he basically like made an error that's too too bad to come back from taking people's money and paying that kind of stuff i mean honestly the company like the shareholders probably don't even care about the allegations it's more about the money missing it's their money yeah they're they are you know think about it 14 million dollars dude that's a lot of fucking money it's creepy old man stuff but like right yeah it's but the big deal about it is the money missing right that's what's making the headlines it's not the allegations it's the money now within that i do think it's fair to say that there is individuals who have you know even though they took financial buyout or payout or whatever it's called some of a couple of these women have said that you know they did he did make them feel uncomfortable and they felt like they were put in a position and then they were offered I mean the whole situation's gross don't get me wrong right that's what I'm saying I just want to make sure that like we're reporting it accurately he's not getting canceled because he's like you know a quote unquote r word it's it seems like he's getting ousted of his company because of his financial decisions and what he used the money for but yeah you know anyway moving on but that's the whole thing the whole thing's crazy i can't believe that the the dude is going out like this it's pretty wild it's the end of an era i posted on the instagram and like nobody really liked the post because i think pete vince is like one of those subjects right now because it's like nobody wants to be like give him credit for anything right because he's kind of the bad guy but he is responsible for a lot of my childhood love of wrestling. Like he's the mastermind behind a lot of the stuff that to this day, 20 some years later, I'm still into. So thank you Vince for that. You know, I'm not thanking him for being like a good human, but he did provide me with a lot of uh, cool childhood memories. So it's crazy. Uh, But triple H is in charge now of creative and, I'm all about that, so I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Yeah, that was my that was my next thing was announced today. It was the Triple H's, well, announced today was Triple H's head of creative, but he's also the EVP, which was announced a few days ago. Um, so Bruce Pritchard will be working under him. Um, Triple H was head of creative when it came to my favorite version of NXT, so uh, there's hope. Let me ask you this. Does okay. NXT, does... NXT Black and Gold come back. Do we do we do a transition back into giving you know getting more serious again and less of this just hokey, colorful, whatever Nickelodeon? I mean, I don't know. Stuff? I don't know if is he going to be in charge of NXT 2.0. I don't know. The next few weeks, months. This next year is going to be very interesting as how the WWE starts to change. If it really changes, you know, I don't know how much say Nick Khan has on this whole thing. And I I, I did see that, oh, we should mention that WWE, in our week off, WWE has announced that they are going to, well, I don't know if it was announced officially, but it's reported that they're going to go back to being TV-14. Just roll. Just raw, just raw, and now Triple H is in charge. It's it'll be interesting. Um, 
It makes me wonder, like, if this had happened when people like Alistair Black and Andrade were still there, if they would have been treated differently or what their creative direction would have been. Would okay. Would they end up leaving? Let me ask you this. This is, again, another scenario. Gosh, I wish Jeremy was here this week, but we got to ask him about it next week. Vince is gone. Bruce Pritchard is going to have to do whatever Paul Levesque Triple H says. So even if you're like, I don't like Bruce Pritchard, but I also don't like Vince McMahon. Now Vince is gone. You're an NXT guy that went over to AEW, but Trips is your boy. You were like, man, when I was in NXT, like that Adam, was my... If, like if Adam Cole was right. like, I'm ready to come back. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. It's not so like, oh, they're never coming back anymore. Now that Vince is gone, it's like, well... But makes you think, though, too, about do Cody and Trips have beef? No. See, that's the thing. I think that's a misconception. Triple H is Cody's favorite wrestler. Legitimately. I know, but like professional relationship, like, I don't know, but. No, I think I didn't know if like his push is going to be halted. No, they already talked. Apparently, there's like Cody did an interview. They already talked about the behind the scenes stuff and the. I think they squashed the thing with the sledgehammer with the entrance all those years ago. Like, I think it's all okay. good now. One thing I want to say is uh, when Vince announced he was retiring, and I here's the thing, I was not a fan of Tony Khan. Okay, what? And I'm just, I'm just saying as a fan. I'm just saying, I'm just saying as a fan. I know I'm kind of being annoying this week, but I'm filling the filling the gaps without Jeremy here. But uh. Let me let me just say this. I feel like there might have been a point in time where Triple H didn't want certain people to rise to the top because maybe that was not in the best interest for him. But now, if he's the boss, and clearly he's never going to wrestle again with the, his health issues... He has literally no reason to not wet who, even if he doesn't like the person, if they're a money draw, he knows enough to put professionalism first. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, it's, it'd be the smart business decision. It's not like he's the champion and he's like, man, I don't want this like cool young guy to come along and like, people to like him more than me. So now he's in a position where he wants the business to do good. He wants people to make money. So yeah, I don't, I don't think he'd have reason, any reason to want anybody not to do well at this point. Yeah. Now I do want to say, um, after or the day that Vince did announce his retirement, wasn't too big of a fan on Tony Khan's tweet about it. Yeah, it was weird. It was just like, what are Somebody you doing, to take dude? Twitter from this man, or I don't know. I don't know. If... I don't I know what. Ger- he... I don't know what he's doing sometimes. I saw Gerald Briscoe, who is one of you know, he's one of the greatest world champions of all time. But he was basically like, in so many words, he was like, "All you dumbasses who say are saying you're happy Vince is retiring make me sick." Like. You wouldn't even like pro wrestling if it wasn't for him, especially if 
you know, you're a certain age bracket, which I'm like, dude, he's not lying. It's just the whole thing sucks. Yeah. Um, one thing though, I, I wonder if it's a possibility now that Vince is retired, could there ever be an AWWE crossover? Maybe never say never because why not now? Yeah. So let's so let's move on from Vince. What's what's next? Next is just getting to the the shows this week. All right. Well, let's go. All right. Uh, Raw this week. Uh, we had the Judgment Day just trying to recruit Dominic. Um, today I believe they're in Madison Square Garden. This is Monday night right now. And they're celebrating 20 years of Rey Mysterio in WWE. Um, I believe Edge is supposed to be coming back tonight. Is the rumor, unless travel got messed up, which I did read that something was going on with travel. But I, I got it on live. I'm not seeing anything yet. So, speaking of which one, my next thing, uh, what are your thoughts on the Edge return? What do you think is going to be the gimmick? What... You know, he show. I think the real, the most recent promo video, they were showing like Cactus Jack's uh, like checkered tank top. They were showing um, an RKO shirt. Um, and the past ones had like Kurt Angle's medals, Eddie Guerrero. I mean, I, 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 I really don't know what he would do at this point. Other than go back to like some sort of like offshoot of his original look with short hair, his first singles run character. Uh, yeah. yeah, just like either that short hair, either but like maybe just like a more mature version. I honestly have no idea. The obviously the whole he comes thing, out with those glasses. <laughs> well, obviously the whole thing was hot shotted because. Apparently, Edge was like, look, I don't want the group to have supernatural powers. It's fucking stupid. And then the next week, he was kicked out of the group, and then they're just going to do something else with him. So, Is that what it was? Yeah. Whose idea was the supernatural powers? I'm sure one of the writers. Who else would it be? Either that or Vince. But he, he cut feel, his hair. I figured Edge would have more of a say. Well, he... He basically was like, "I we're not, I'm not doing this." And then they were like, "Okay, that's why everything felt so weird and like rushed out of nowhere." And this, I'm getting this from online sources. And uh, if you want to like look that up and like look at some of like the uh, Meltzer and uh, what's the other one, Ringside News reports, go ahead and look that up. But it's it's out there if you want to look it up. Okay. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll just have to see what happens tonight on Raw and talk about it next week, leading up to SummerSlam, because I'm sure Judgment Day might have some kind of match at SummerSlam. Um, speaking of matches in SummerSlam, it was announced we're going to have Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair at SummerSlam. If you remember last year, Lynch returned and beat Belair in 20 seconds at SummerSlam. Even though they wrestled at Mania and she won the title, it's kind of come full circle now a year later. I think, I think, were we doing the podcast at that point? I think I remember talking about it live on the air. We're starting to get that far along with the show where some of these big events, 
we already did reviews for, which is pretty cool. I, we'll have to go back in the. I we'll w- go back. I want to say no. I want to say no. I want to say we covered it in our test. Basically, we started right after Summer Slam. Summer Slam. I think. I think we our test pod, our pilot episode that we didn't release. Yeah, I think we did Summer Slam. Yeah. That's or maybe funny. our very first episode. Maybe we redid. No, we didn't redo it. Yeah, I think it was our we're, test. We're gonna. It's just crazy that some of these events coming up. We've been doing the the weekly pod long enough where it's gonna start to be. We covered some of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're finally. I, I'm curious of what the date is for our first release. We'll have to go back and see what it was yeah. so that we know when it has officially been a year. Um, also, on SummerSlam announced this. Probably going to be a good match. Riddle versus Seth Rollins. Yeah. That'll be good. I'm, um, not, a big, I'm not a big Riddle guy, but uh, I like when he is actually serious. That's usually in the ring when he turns it up. Um, yeah. But there hasn't been too much of a build for this. Like, I don't think the storyline's all that great, but... Okay, so... I'm episode... sure the match will be good, so... Episode one of the PW fan came out August twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. Okay, pretty close. So pretty cool. I know August nineteenth is a Friday. The twenty seventh then would be a Sunday. So I would love to know be if recording there's any one day after our episode from uh, episode one, one listeners that are still it. with us. Pretty close. If you are, please, I'm not even joking. Considering how many times, considering how many times we switch the day of the week pod, that we record, the pwfanpod <laughs> at gmail dot com, and uh, tell us, you know, how long you've been with us and what your favorite part of the show is, and if you ever want to do that in general, please do. We'd love to hear from you guys. Ask questions, whatever you want. Uh, Andy, what you got next for us, buddy? I t- full transparent, full transparency. When I was doing the star ratings, I just felt like such a douchebag. I just couldn't. Well, do last it thing on that, I, I know like our format had changed. You used it. to give them matches stars, and we would go through every single thing on the show. Yeah, I just felt like like that. Back in the old episodes. I just felt like that guy, like, being like, um, it was four and a half stars. I, uh, they put a good effort, but it wasn't my thing. <laughs> really, yeah, just I'm keep like, that stuff in your own head. I'm like, I just, um, I'm like, let's But yeah, lastly on Raw. On the, on the Tim Forrester scale. On the Tim Forrester scale, it was a four and a half. <laughs> Um, lastly on Raw, we had Miss TV. It was actually the main event. Miss TV with Logan Paul returning. Uh, Logan Paul's not bad on the mic. I'll give him that. Um, but he seems to be back for Miz. Uh, he attacked the Miz. Then Ciampa came in and attacked Logan, but Logan, uh, got out of it. And, uh, show capped with Logan the ring and Ciampa and Miz on the ramp. I don't know. Yeah. With my daughter, you know, with my daughter, it's hard to, um, you know, I can't. Uh, like, but yeah, pay that wrapped up raw. Let's get into dynamite. I know you watched the segment, so um, usually give it another run. Probably watched it twice. You always watch dynamite like two times.
Well, I got a couple of things to talk about. Opener was Brody King versus Darby Allen. Uh, winner was Brody King. Malachi Black came out afterwards uh, to attack Darby with Brody. Then Sting comes out, and there's kind of a face-off between Malachi and Sting. Yeah, which I don't uh, And then Mira I'm, comes I'm out. I like that as a match. Uh, everybody and so what I'm thinking is that there's going to be a Miro, future six-man tag match. AEW, not House of right Black the with when they Buddy Matthews kind of against Miro, Sting, and Darby. Com- comedy-ish stuff, but... Since he kind of turned into quote unquote beast mode or whatever, yeah, dude, I, I like Russo or uh, Miro. <clears throat> yeah the the new the new physical the angry best character man. is much better. Mm-hmm. He, since he became the redeemer. Yeah, he was paired up with uh, Kip Sabin, who's been injured, who's married to Penelope Ford, who I haven't seen on TV in a while. Um, but yeah, uh, afterwards we eventually got uh, Christian Cage had a match. Uh, I think it was a tag. Yeah, it was a tag match with Luchasaurus. And afterwards, Jungle Boy returns after getting taken out by Christian. Um, Luchasaurus goes outside of the ring to stop him, but then ends up. It was a it was a double turn. He ends up being back on Jungle Boy's side, and oh, Christian, I'm you know, just glad Mark. I'm just glad Marco uh, still isn't there. Runs away cowardly when they go to attack him in the ring. So Jurassic Express is back together. Christian he's, Cage he's is still a shitty heel. He, he shitty as in like he was person, a big not fan like of the crappy. show up until about like, three seconds ago when sucks. I said that. Now he's now he's turned it off. <laughs> if you're listening, Marco, which I'm sure you're not, though. I don't know. If, I don't know if we're sorry. I don't know if we're sorry. <laughs> it's like screw them. Um. So yeah, I'm sure eventually we'll get Jungle Boy versus Christian, which will probably uh, be a really good match. Ta- hot probably be safe. Hot for take for all the AEW marks. Next that, one, you I know, mean, Fighter we, Fest we is normally we're going on like week good what? with everything AEW does. This is just me. Two, three. Fest. I don't. I don't even know. Thumbs down. I think this is week I think three. They should scrap Maybe week that. four. Well, it's boring. It's like, what is it? But now, but that's, but that's why it reminds me of like a sad reminder of a failed pay per view. I'm like, just let it go. It's fine. No one cares. Well, remember, it was like an actual mini pay per view at one point before they had because it came after Double or Nothing. Uh, Ricky Starks had a uh, uh, FTW match, FTW title match, sorry, um, and won, and afterwards, he, he doesn't swear, because it was like an open challenge, he he's swear. doing a whole open challenge no thing, swearing. and Danhausen comes out, Big Pop, and Danhausen says, you know, he's like, your FTW whatever title, he, he wants to, you know, go after it, and so it looks like this... He doesn't swear. Dan Housen breaks uh, all the rules of my. So it looks like we're going like to get that match like this upcoming Dynamite this week. I think, and I think it's um, because I mean it'd be so awesome if he somehow won the title. I don't know, man. But he, I give him the free pass. Housen, He's the only one from pockets to 
you know, fucking the best friends, all that stuff. Like, he's the one that I'm like, you know what? I just think this guy is like a cool guy and I like him and he's funny. So fuck it. Why not? Uh, yeah, it was absolutely incredible. Uh, was it Dax? Um, yeah, our next Dax was segment, talking about I'm gonna his let daughter you take the lead with it. It's uh, the SPR segment, the promo. The struggles that she's overcome, and he talked about a lot about their personal lives and what she's overcome. I'm gonna, I'm just going to say you should go Dax look up the promo yourself. Dax, I'm not yeah. going to try to, like, recreate it or anything. But it was real. And the fact that it was real made it amazing. I mean, it was sad, but it was also very inspiring at the same time. So, yeah, man, that was a great... Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was, it was really, really good. It was genuine and real, and that's the stuff of, that we need. Well, more I think with you being a, more, a dad to a girl, you know, sad stories like that. More. But what I'm saying, just more realness of where when someone's saying something, you get emotionally invested because. You know, it's either coming from real experience or it's just them being themselves. But, yeah, I thought that was a if, – if there was a time to call a promo beautiful, I will, I will use the term. It was a beautiful promo. Right, yes, which we will get into. And the purpose of the promo was the upcoming match with the Briscoes. I'm going right? to try to be nice during this yeah. because this is, without Jeremy okay. here, well, Finally, the main event of the show was the Barbar Everywhere match. Thing, Jericho versus Eddie Kingston try to be with the rest of the JAS up open, in a shark cage. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's literally the name of the match, so... Um, I was going to say there was too much barbed wire, but it was a barbed wire everywhere match. So there was barbed wire at the ropes. There was barbed wire contraptions outside, barbed wire microphone to start it, barbed wire chairs, barbed wire bats. Uh, Eddie Kingston somehow did not get busted open in his head. Jericho did. Uh, so Eddie isn't a quote-unquote liar anymore. He didn't make Jericho bleed, but Jericho ended up winning the match. And afterwards, um, Eddie threw Jericho like out off the apron of the ring onto this barbed wire contraption. Basically, um, I will say during the in the middle of the match, Ruby was out there. It was uh, uh she was, was fighting Ty Conti, then Anna J ran out and turned on Ruby. They and did, went back to, with and that's the thing. It's like you know Ty they Conti like did all this physical. Like Anna is they now like a heel. it sucks as a fan. Uh, you know, I I really don't want to see come off as like disrespectful. It was a match. They, like, put <laughs> they did their things. Body on the line to like be entertaining. It's just like that's just not what I want to see. 
And it was like bumming me out to like see Jericho need to be like cut out of the barbed wire at the end. But I don't know, man. I, even like growing up in the nineties and early two thousands with TLC matches and stuff, like I like, I guess I like that. I mean, it was cool when you're a kid. You're, I was like, it's just like, it's like, why are you doing this? You don't got to do it. You don't need to. I don't think it added anything. It's a, to... it's a little bit different than all barbed wire. Yeah, God, it's been go- it's been going on forever. Yeah. Well, please just stop this feud. Also, Eddie Kingston and Jericho it doesn't need to go anymore. So is this a work or what? Like, what's going on? Right, well, that wrapped up Dynamite. I, let's get into SmackDown. There was some news that uh, when so Vince announced Vince his retirement, retiring. Brock left the building. So the, if if that's legit, it's like, bro. No, apparently he left the arena. I mean, they get there hours before he left the arena, but he showed back up at 8.30. After some convincing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not Brock. Yeah, we also didn't bring up that like note that he wrote to Talon about. He's like, no longer will the friendly face be Forever. there. We all thought until he's I dead. I won't he be there, but I'll be watching. In gorilla <laughs> position. <laughs> yeah. Barely. Oh, yeah. yeah. His full statement. No, uh, dude. I mean, like, up with Stephanie she McMahon, was forcing she announced hard. Vince's she was retirement. Like, thank you, Vince. People you know, were like, a little emotional. Uh, should we? I don't thank know you, Vince. Chance to break out. People were like, is this chill? Like, <laughs> Unless they piped him in. <laughs> like, you know, I know people were like looking around being like, is this good? I don't know if I'm allowed to do this. She was like, thank you. Because Vince. you would think. You would think, think about it, really. Yeah. The creator of the WWE. Like, don't the show guy, me on TV, Chanton. <laughs> if none of this had happened and he had just said, guys, I'm old. Be it's like, time for you, me to retire. I'm not, he I'm would not have gotten a chanting. huge pop, like gigantic. But I think people were like, uh, like, do we chant? Do we not? What's okay? I don't know. Ah. Uh. Ah, Jeremy, Jeremy, you got to cut the Jeremy, cut that whole part out. Stop thinking about that Andy. What's the time on there? Like, get out here, you! No, racist. that's got that's got to go. It's like a few moments later. You said the R. You said the R word. What's the? Even though he's not a rapist, he's not getting accused as a rapist. But <laughs> all right, well, that's WWE history. Okay. You can't say that on YouTube or you it will get taken down. Sorry. I'm just having fun with my with my brother. Track around 39 minutes. 39. Okay, we're going to start in 10 seconds. Okay, 4 3 2 1. Uh after the Stephanie segment though, um at some point, we had Corbin attacking Pat McAfee at the announce table. 
The fight ends up continuing to the backstage, and Pat eventually comes back out into the ring and cuts a promo um, after being separated. Pat McAfee is good on the mic. I mean, he should be. He's an announcer. Yeah, I, I didn't really see much but, uh, of this segment. I'm so actually. This is I, gonna be all I like Pat McAfee. I'm looking forward to this match. I know he can go. But this feud's actually been kind of fun. Him and Corbin. Bum-ass Corbin, as he says. Um, For next week, we got Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre match. Um, winner goes to Clash at the Castle. They've been putting this off basically yes, I, for I know who three is. weeks now. Um, and it's going to be the first ever... Shalele match, if that's how you My say it. My name is Finley. And they're all, there's going to be a bunch of shaleles. Mm-hmm. You know what those are, Tim? Okay, well, there's going to be a bunch of those, and I guess they're fighting with them. And you love to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so our main event, uh, Brock comes out afterwards. It was a six-man tag, I believe. Usos. Um and I don't know against Street Profits and I don't know. Crap, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Theory was out there for some reason. Um but Brock comes out after the main event, takes out Theory with a kick and two F fives to to close the show. Um Right. Yeah. Not SmackDown I think was probably rewritten. Considering it was done the day Vince May- Vince retired, it was probably rewritten. There wasn't too much wrestling on it, more like promos and stuff, and those kind of segments. So I'm sure it was rewritten. But we're just gonna have to see when it comes to this stuff what it's gonna be like moving forward. You know, see if we know something. Yeah, changes. all these Vince. Um, people did point out that like even on commentary know. the. Things like announcer seemed a little bit more relaxed. And, Michael Cole was uh, referring like to the fans as fans instead of WWE Universe, which belt. is different. Um, can't say. I of course didn't pick up on it. And weird stuff. So maybe all that stuff will finally start to titles, sports entertainers. Yeah, sports entertainment, pal. Um, <laughs> no, I kinda... I really haven't been. Sp- but honestly, based off the ratings, uh, nobody else. Jericho appreciates you. Society. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get into rampage. There's only two little things I wanted to to. Well, there's only two little things that I uh, wanted to do. Claudio cut a promo. Um, pretty good promo talking about his match coming up with. Uh, John Gresham at Death Before Dishonor. Um, and then we had a rap battle. It was the Acclaimed versus the Ass Boys. It was pretty funny. They went back and forth like three times. Um, made some funny jokes. Yeah. I ordered it. If you haven't um, seen that, I'm sure there's a clip on YouTube. We're not going to cover it. Funny, though. Uh, we're not, I didn't think we were going to cover every match. Guide us through this because you're the only one out of us two that watched Death Before Dishonor, and that's how we're going to wrap up the show this week. Cool. So I'm going in the. I was going to go in the order of the. Sh- we don't have to. Uh, I'm just going to go in the order of the show, and if you think it's worth talking about, talk about it. If not, I'll just say who the winner was. 
So we'll we'll just do it that way. Uh, opening match, though. Well, let's say this first. Uh, Jonathan Gresham requested his release before the match even started. He wanted his release from AW and ROH. Uh, apparently, he got an argument with Tony Khan. Didn't like how one the amount of time. I don't think Tony Khan were given. I don't think match, Tony Khan is going to be given plan big to be given for the match. Uh, I guess he felt disrespected. He ended up like cussing at Tony Khan. There's more to the story if you want to read details about it, but. He is taking time off from wrestling in general. Let's just say that, yeah. So he's apparently going to take a break from wrestling for a little bit, at least for now. Uh, but yes, the opening match is Jonathan Gresham, the current, at the time, uh, RH World Champion, versus Claudio Casanoli. How was this match? Winner was Claudio, his first ever. Uh, um, I really enjoyed the match. title. In I was surprised that, that ever it been was as short in, as it was, uh, and I first was top title. also surprised so that it was the new the champion match for ROH. Considering, yeah, what you think of this match? It was Tim. for the title. I remember you texting about it? But I don't know if that's on account of maybe Grisham speaking to Khan the way that he did. Maybe he was. Yeah, the ROH World Championship. I get that to a, to a degree. It's just very we. It's just very random to me. It just seems like out of nowhere. Um, interesting booking on Tony Khan's. Well, part you either want to be the opener the or the, the flow of the, the main event. The whole show was. I mean, it was all right. It just was different than what I thought. Yeah, yeah, it was excellent. A lot of good wrestling. Uh, you know, if you're a hardcore fan, you'll know what a bridge is. Uh, Grisham's really good at doing like a nice bridge, and he did them a few times. Yeah, a lot good of match, cool, a lot of cool suplexes. Uh, Cesaro, or Cesaro Claudio did uh, the swing at one point, which I was like, okay, you're still going to do that. Interesting. Um, I thought that he's was like maybe going to be like a WWE thing, but no, he's still doing it. Really didn't get the pop that I thought it was like. After, like, two times around, people, like, kind of were, like, into it. But then, you know how people usually count and do the big, like, one, two, you know. Man, it was just kind of, like, dead. It was weird. I thought that people would be more into it. Like, a legit. Now, I don't know if, you know, I've been seeing some images lately of some dynamites and stuff where it looks super packed on one side of the arena <laughs> and then... They only shoot that one side. What, now the, the arena was it? What kind stuff. of arena was it in? Um, but it was in a building. Yeah, it looked like a. It looks like a building where like an NXT takeover or like a dynamite or. No, it looked good. It looked like like a good what we building. saw. It, it was like about AW. the same production quality as AEW. Maybe not as intense with the. Uh, well, it's like we saw ROH at screen, the building and we saw Dynamite before. Titantron, whatever you want to call it. So it was probably uh, it was a little size. bit smaller, but okay. the product video production and the camera and everything it looked great. I saw didn't Dalton Castle's team win? I didn't. I, I was kind of in and out right. paying attention to this uh, match. Next match was The Righteous versus Dalton Castle and The Boys. Uh, 
I can just run yeah, through they don't, this. They don't do anything for me. No offense to them. Yep. It was, it, it was for the ROH like six-man tag team yeah, championship. That's okay. Yeah, we were laughing because yeah, it was stupid. And the boys were your winners. <laughs> um, <laughs> though I love it when they announce, and with the boys. You and me were cracking up yeah, when man, we saw This them. is my type of wrestling <laughs> right here. Best in the world. R-A- R-A-S-S-L-I-N. They've been with him for so long. Um, <laughs> uh, you did say you want to talk yeah, about this, was this good next stuff, match. Willier this is Yuta versus Daniel hard Garcia hitting, for the ROH period Back and forth. Uh, they were gotten to a slap fight at one point, but not like a... Like, it was very physical. Like you, I was like, somebody's <laughs> eardrum's getting busted. Um, but if you like physical... If you like physical, technical wrestling, that was a cool match to watch. Oh, that kind. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention this week on Dynamite um, coming up, Daniel, Brian Danielson's supposed to be back. I don't really just as a heads up. I don't really remember much about this. Um, Yeah. So the winner was Wheeler Yuta. He retained his pure championship. Uh, Next, we had Roosh. At at this point in the show, to ROH's credit, there were some bangers. So I was starting to get kind of tired out because I'm looking at the lineup now. The rest of the matches well, from is here on out Andrade's are all new like buddy that he pretty good, including the uh, women's match was really good. So, good technical pro wrestling, good technical pro wrestling match, uh, physical. They Which is next, yeah. Mercedes Martinez versus Serena Deeb. Yeah, it was a good match. For the ROH Women's Championship. Um, I enjoyed Mercedes it, and Martinez I thought... Retained. Honestly, I thought it was the match? better than the... I enjoyed it more than the uh, Roosh match beforehand. Yeah, Serena yeah, Deeb's good. Yeah. With that, with technical, yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a really good match to me. It was cool. It was like a such a callback to just classic Ring of Honor stuff from After that we uh, had Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal for the ROH World Television Championship. 2010 and winner was Samoa Joe. Even he like retained. some Impact uh era, you know, in TNA, but it was really cool to see them wrestle and see that ROH logo in a big arena and I don't know. It was a neat match and I I thought I thought it was good, you know, um for some reason I kind of a figure that Samoa Joe was going to win. Uh, but, yeah, I really enjoyed the match overall. And I I would recommend, I mean, the show is 40 bucks. If you want to watch a good pro wrestling show and just get a pay-per-view real quick and see some good wrestling, like, and you got $40 to to uh, kill, I, I recommend ordering the show. Because the last match alone tonight was worth the price of the whole show. I don't remember him getting involved. To me, it was just like a good one-on-one contest from what I remember. I'm trying to think if there's now, any did, spots. Did Jay Lethal's big guys get involved? Or was or anything, it just a one-on-one kind of thing? Nothing off the top of my head, but I should I should have probably taken notes for that one. Okay.
Yeah, and okay. Dude, the match was and so yeah, good. our main event was Just FTR versus Briscoes. We'll two, probably never see two the out of three falls for the ROH Tag Team Championships. Winners were FTR. Opinions. I'm guessing each things. team got at least one but, fall, Tim. Yeah, man, the match was so good, and F- FTR. I'm just so happy that they're finally getting the recognition that, you know, I think for so long people were just taken aback with all the moves, right? Like that the Young Bucks did. And I think for so long wrestling, everybody was like, oh my God, did you see that? That guy did like a, you know, you know, triple backflip tombstone pile driver or whatever. And I feel like finally it's starting to get back to people like realize what a really good match and what a really good wrestler looks like and that's why dude ftr is not flashy at all they are just good at what they do and they are solid real professional wrestlers and people love them the best tag team in the world oh no i didn't I didn't pick um, up on anything. I did read that there was a like a scare for Dax. He almost got injured or something. Maybe you didn't pick up. I remember on it seeing like highlights from it, but at the time, wasn't that during COVID and like? I never saw. I don't. I don't think. Oh, maybe only Jeremy did. We never saw the first FTR versus Briscoes match either. I don't remember that. But I heard that was really good too. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. There, I know that there's some there's some hardcore. Uh, I thought it was like right Ring of Honor fans, so I feel bad. We'll have to do that ROH on some uh, housekeeping next week. I think it was Super Card of Honor. I thought it was Super Card of Honor, actually. Yeah, man. Uh, anyway, or Best uh, in the World. Death Before Dishonor was a great show. Like I said, it was forty dollars on Bleacher Report. I think you get to keep it for a long time on there. Um, mm-hmm. And almost every match um, was really good. Yeah, so Tim, I, that I wraps up the show. It. Um, Jeremy, we miss you, buddy. Can't wait to have you back next week and join us next week for episode 45 when we're going to be talking about SummerSlam. Once again, if you want to follow us on social media, look for us at the PW Fan. And if you're into Funko collectibles and just collectibles in general, check out Andy's uh, Instagram at the 410 Fan Bros. Thank you guys so much and join us next week. We'll see you then.